fiends and horror hounds this is brett from dimension z joined as i am every week by greg of the dead how you doing man i'm good how you doing not bad um i'm feeling very weird after watching today's movie oh it's it leaves you with a strange feeling doesn't it 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 makes you feel extremely gross but like the just tiniest bit turned on <laughs> how i was like ah, kind of hot kind of not for all these weird scenes yeah yeah no not this one this one doesn't get it oh there's parts in it but not the scene i think you might be referring to the shunting yes the shunting <laughs> no not that well i guess that gives away those who don't know this is society from this is tricky 1989 but 1992 in america oh okay yeah, it had a later release in America than it did over in Europe. Watching this movie, it makes sense it would play in Europe before it would play here because they their months much more like liberal with like what especially back then what they would let like their movies do. <laughs> yeah, I think it was also like there's some weird techie issues with the American stuff, but yeah, it was American made movie but released in Europe three years earlier. Yeah, uh, directed by Brian Usna. Which, I looked him up. He was a producer on Reanimator and From Beyond, which both of those are really great. Oh, that's, um, good. that's a good history to have. He directed Society, Bride of Reanimator, Return of the Living Dead 3, which is a really interesting one. And Beyond Reanimator, which isn't that great, but it's cool to see Herbert West again. He also did Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 4. Oh, okay and he's got some good pedigree too that's not bad and if uh let's say um if you had to guess what like pg movie he wrote what movie would you guess oh based on this from 1989 is it animated no live action i'll give you a clue okay uh i have no idea what that means you don't know what that is no. <laughs> that's rick moranis uh, that's from uh fucking uh strange brew um he wrote uh honey i shrunk the kids which rick moranis is in you know i did see that but that would still wouldn't have got me that's another movie okay well no but it's the same actor i was trying to be like i wasn't going to give you like it's the one where the kids are tiny you like <laughs> that would have been a better hint i did actually see that i saw that um because i watched like a little recap of it because i watched it a few days ago i just wanted everything fresh in my mind and yeah talking about that which uh, that one like i saw like okay it, it makes a lot of sense that like, he did like a bunch of horror stuff and then i saw like he wrote that and i was like i grew up on that movie it's so cool that i still love his stuff <laughs> yeah like me and max were talking about george miller who did fury road also directed happy feet those things are always weird oh wow really yeah that's insane <laughs> Like the Dancing Penguin movie? Yeah. yeah. I've never seen it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. What are your overall, before we just jump into how, what we do on the show, we kind of beat for beat the movie and then pit stop wherever we want to talk about something. Right. Any thoughts before we like really get into it on it? Like, what would you tell someone who asks you about society? I would ask them, as like, do you like the fly from the 80s? Um, Do you like the blob from the 80s? 
do you like gross like are you creeped out by body horror then you need to watch this movie because it will creep you the fuck out like i really i've only seen i think i saw this movie for the first time when joe bob showed it during the last drive-in which is my first introduction to it as well was joe bob i was going to ask you if you've ever seen this before um, I don't know if I did before we put it on the list, but we put yeah. this on the list like almost a year ago, I feel like. Yeah. No, not almost, but was a long time ago. Watch? No, this wasn't my first okay. watch. I watched it after I became aware of it and I watched the Joe Bob version because I think I saw it. Like, oh, I think we're doing that for the show sometime. Yeah. Where um, I would say watching it with Joe Bob is really fun, but on its own, like from the first like, I don't know, the last 20 minutes is what you're really looking forward to. <laughs> That's yeah, but even before that, scene. it still holds up as a good movie. Maybe not so horror earlier, but it holds up as a still a standard movie from that era. Like I'm like, I'm thoroughly entertained, even though nothing crazy's happening yet. And a, well, I agree. Like it's not like the first. Like, it's not like the first. You know, hour of the movie sucks. Like it keeps you like drawn in there, and like. The fact that I keep recognizing actors and actresses, like I saw what's her name from Slumber Party Massacre 2 and I couldn't stop smiling. I'm just like, it's a pie in the sky. I think I messaged you and I said, Brett, do you know who's in this movie? And you said, who? I said, pie in the sky, girl. And you go, I have no idea what that means or something like that. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, who? You're like Slumber Party Massacre 2. I'm like, oh, fuck, really? She's in this? This is it. Um, yeah, but anyway, this movie, it's it starts weird because Bill, or Billy, you know, our main character, who looks like Discount Marty McFly. Yes. Oh, 100%. Like, to the point, I kept, th- I kept every now and then thinking it was him. Which, but... um, he was also in Halloween 2. I believe he was that paramedic. Oh, okay. Which, now that, like, when I looked it up, like, it's one of those things where I go, like, oh, okay, yeah, now I recognize him. Yeah, you know you know him from somewhere, but trying yeah. to figure it out. But he's, like, walking into this mansion. You hear all these laughing and weird noises. He gets a kitchen knife. Kitchen. See, I can't talk. This is a problem. <laughs> he gets a kitchen knife, and the light turns on, and it's his mom. Right. Bill, and that's our whole intro. I have no, no idea what any of this is about yet. No, and um, I love, like, we always talk about the um opening titles. I love how this goes it's just it just says society and then you just see like this writhing like stuff and you're not sure what it is at this point in the movie but what did you think it was originally oh because i had theories on what it was and i wasn't i guess terribly far off but what did you think well i was like it looks like some kind of orgy of okay people it's like yeah that's some what kind of too. weird like the blob meets like basic instinct type thing See, I didn't actually get any of the creepy blob stuff out of this intro because they like filter it so much. I'm like, that's just an orgy. What the hell is this? But okay. Yeah. And I love the society theme song, which I swear Tiny Tim wrote like secretly and just didn't take credit. Because I'm not exactly sure who wrote the theme song, but especially at the end, like during the credits, it sounds exactly like Tiny Tim. Well, I just went right back to episode two with Blood Harvest and started singing along with it. (laughs) (laughs) And we all live together and society waits for you. That's impressive and terrifying. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, like, then we start 
you know, typical what you do with this part in a movie. You start meeting your cast. We meet, we already met Billy, but he's out there playing basketball with his friend Milo, who isn't as upper echelon class as, like, Billy and all these people are. Right. Um, yeah, it's basically, like, yeah, like, Billy lives in, like, this huge mansion. Like, it's really setting up, like, where he, like, what kind of class he's in at this moment. He's a very rich, well-to-do family, like, obviously more than just doing well in the suburbs. But no, they're, like, legit rich, rich. Right. Like, socialite, all that stuff. And it is strange that he's in public school, though, I gotta say. Yeah, that is very true. That well, it, that also might lead to where they don't think so highly of him. Where I wonder is she is the daughter in public school as well, or is she in private? Or did they she never? Was in public school because I think we see her a couple times and like during the whole debate scenes and stuff in the crowd. Or well, you know, this is spoilers for you know this old ass movie from the eighties or early nineties. Like, I wonder if that's them like sending them out to recruit, like especially the daughter because she's a part of it. Where, like, they're sending her out to recruit, like, young people to their society, quote-unquote. Yeah, like, for their sacrifices and right. everything. Where yeah, that makes sense. Because they keep making, like, comments about how, like, Billy's like, oh, you're so young, like, you're untouched. Like, they always keep, like, alluding to, like, they like that. It's almost like the virgin sacrifice thing. Yeah, very much so. Um... Except you don't need to be the virgin, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just the fact that you're, like, a young Not person. Not them, yes. Um, like I said, we met Milo, we mentioned her already, we meet Jenny, who's Billy's sister, and then we hear about this Blanchard character, who's obviously Jenny's ex, because they see his car there, and this is creepy as hell. I don't care if you think <laughs> there's a, a bunch of raving lunatic rich people up to some conspiracy yeah. you still don't do this yeah where he's hiding out like it was just like it's 100 like stereotypical like someone creeping on someone else he's hiding behind the clothes with a camera <laughs> yeah in the closet with a camera and then he like barges out of the closet and pins her to the bed which is not the way to get your point across to someone he's not a rapist i'm not saying that he's not like attacking her it's i need to talk to you and like tackles her to the bed terrifying but at this second if you've never seen this movie before you're thinking like oh shit this must be i wonder if this is the like enemy of this movie where like he's like i didn't want to do this and he's like holding her down and stuff and you're like yeah Oh, he's it not is really set guy. up that way. Yeah, it's really set up like that at the beginning. It really is, yes. Because it keeps you guessing what the hell it's about for a while, but it, it's not never boring. I'll say that. Well, even with Billy later, like he about half goes insane for about twenty minutes, and he's like, "Everything's fine," and he just keeps laughing. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but as the whole bed pitting Blanchard scenes going on, Billy comes in and kicks him out, and he's like, "I have to talk to her. Something weird is going on," and. There goes Blanchard. Uh, the parents arrive and are oddly not shocked that this man has just broke into their house to talk to their daughter. Well, no, they they are very subdued throughout this entire movie, and it's it makes you so uneasy. Yeah, they're they're something up with them every scene. It's weird. Yeah. Look, I'm not trying to be stereotypical, but like super rich families and stuff. I'm talking like top one percent people, not the people who are doing a little better than us on the neighborhood. But like, are always really weird incest energy. Not always, oh, yeah. but a lot. And that is portrayed in this too. This is very much like, help me, step bro. I'm stuck in the washer. 
Yes, but they're not step allegedly. No, they're <laughs> no, they all fit. Well, like especially well the we find out spoiler alert. Like I said earlier, Billy is like adopted, quote unquote. I guess adopted slash kidnapped. Yeah. However you want to look at it. But the daughter and the mom and dad are related. Yes. Which is like, this movie is so fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, and it does come to a lot of those stereotypes, like, and maybe not stereotypes, some weird things that you just see about, like, these style of, like, social people and celebrity, uh, high-ranking celebrities and moguls and stuff like that. It's really kind of things that still go on and stereotypes that exist today still. So it was like a fun play on it. Or like the um British family, where like the big joke is like they're all inbred and they are they're like, oh, we have to keep our bloodline pure. So do you mean the British royal family? Yeah, you said the British family. Like, well, well yeah, the British, British family, all the British <laughs> lumped together. No, we have British listeners. Stop that. <laughs> no, we love you. I love tea. <laughs> Do I like, that... talk about the French people and Veronica? <laughs> I have to go in and save face with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so because Jenny asked Billy to zip her up like her dress, and there's this how do I describe this, Brett? Uh, in my notes, it's weird, sweaty back bubble. How would yeah, you <laughs> it's explain like to the listeners if they haven't seen it? Sweaty, pulsing tumor. Yeah, there you go. That's a good version of it. Yeah. Where it's like, anytime they, and this is like where you find out, like, anytime they get the tiniest bit turned on, like, their body just starts, like, morphing and sweating and, like, stretching and shit. Yeah, like, pulsing. That pulsing's gross. Like, if you're, like, a super fan of, like, Stretch Armstrong, but you kind of find them sexy, this is your movie. Oh, yeah, exactly. Or if you write, like, Mr. Fantastic fan fiction. Oh yeah, you if you're if Mr. Fantastic is your favorite comic book hero, you're like watching this nightly just like jerking it. <laughs> anyway, we find out Jenny's getting all dressed up and nice for a coming out party, which I'm assuming in the late 80s early 90s means something completely different than now. Well, it's not like I know there are certain cultures that have certain parties at certain ages for stuff. Yeah, like a bar mitzvah or something like that. Right. But I don't see that they're like I, it. Uh, they don't explain at all, like that they're like a certain religion or a certain, you know. I mean, they're all white people, and like, I mean, they're. It's not like I don't think we have anything like that. A group of all white people? No, we're like it's like a coming out of. Well, I guess like a sweet sixteen, maybe. Yeah, but it's like for her to join like the upper class like society. It's weird. Yeah, where they like, keep alluding, and they just call it, they're not like the society, they're just like, and you'll make a great contribution to society. Yeah, this this is also a lot of, like, teen angst, like, you're just getting into punk rock, fuck society, man, like, the yeah. writer of this movie. Oh yeah, very much so. <laughs> but yeah, so, and then, I'm like, what's going on here, because it looks like a pep rally going on, it cuts to where I, Billy can't make the party. And it's a debate match where I guess he is both athlete and head of debate team. I don't know. Yeah, and the cheerleader starts singing Pie in the Sky. And no, she doesn't. And for oh. those who don't know, it is, I believe her name was Shauna from Slumber Party Massacre 2. Yeah, she's very That's her, That's her name in this. Never mind, I'm sorry. Oh, but yeah, okay. she's from that movie. She's the one who gets the creepy zit that explodes everywhere. Um, and I had PTSD as soon as she walked onto the TV. 
<laughs> the the best makeup effect in Slumber Party Massacre 2. Oh, yeah. And before any of you start, I know she's in Friday the 13th, the new yes. blood. I know. So don't, don't come at us. We are aware. Oh, 100. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love Friday the 13th. I definitely recognized her. <laughs> yes. But yeah, that's his, that's Billy's cheerleader girlfriend. And he's she's doing this to get the crowd on Billy's side to win the debate. And his opponent, what's his name? Milo? No, not Milo. It was his friend. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, nerdy looking guy in like a suit. He's the kind of guy that wears a suit when you're in high school. Yes, Martin. I flipped ahead Martin. in my notes. There you go. Yes. Um, yeah, he's all mad because he's just using his athletic prowess to fool these stupid idiots to pick his side. And I, love like, I guess like, you just lost the stupid idiot vote. Yeah, I love that line. <laughs> and then during when he's like up time to talk, debate, I don't know. I am wasn't cool enough or smart enough. Um, but he's distracted by this girl in the front row doing the mini skirt leg thing. It's from a movie, and I can't think of what movie. Uh, Basic Instinct. Th- thank you. Yes. It's, um, nor- uh, fuck. Newman from Seinfeld gets flashed by, fuck, I forget what the actress, Sandra Bullock, maybe? Don't quote me on that. It, I think her, the actress's name starts with an S. But yeah, it, she's basically doing that leg cross on cross thing and, like, showing under her skirt. <laughs> yes, to Billy. And he is very clearly distracted by it, and it doesn't seem to be like people are confused that way he's distracted by it. everyone seems to know now he's basically going like humming a humming a humming a humming a with his eyes popping out <laughs> <laughs> how many more of these can we do <laughs> we, well, we love looney tunes growing up <laughs> yes <laughs> and then um shauna's gets pissed slams the books down snaps him back to reality oh there goes gravity oh well Surprise, Eminem. <laughs> Thank you. That was terrible. Um, but um, he shows up to therapy and he's all excited, Billy. It cuts, smash cuts to therapy because he won the game and the debate. Right. And he is, he's basically saying, like, I'm afraid of, if I remember right, he's like, I'm afraid of my parents and my sister and I'm afraid of you. And he has extreme, like, and he's, the therapist is like, why? But he has, like, every reason to be. <laughs> Yeah, but at the time, we don't really know it. At the time, we're just like, this nice therapist, man, is just trying to help him, and he's just insane. Again, we're like, we don't know who the crazy killer or bad person or person causing the trouble in this movie could be. Very well could be Billy at this point. Right, because it's almost like, at this point, he's almost like Tommy Jarvis in Friday the 13th Part 5, where he's like, the kind of like, good-looking, like, high school guy, but then he's, uh... Like, he's going through therapy, he doesn't know exactly what's going on, he's super paranoid, like... Yeah. And that's what they were going with in uh, Friday the 13th Part 5 as well, so... Yeah, so it actually does tie really well into that. I have to Uh, fit Friday the 13th in there somehow. We already did! We got it with uh, Pie the Sky Girl. Twice. Yes. As many times as I can (laughs) mention it. Um, We should mention that he tells the doctor he thinks he's adopted here. Yes. Because we already said. Um, that's pretty much that whole scene, right? Am I correct? Yeah, that's about it. Back at home, he goes into the bathroom looking for tanning lotion because he's going to the beach. Uh, is that a thing? I mean, I know tanning lotion's a thing. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> but like, do people put it on going to the beach as well? I thought it was just like if you oh, were one of those bed things. Oh, fuck yeah. Tanning lotion? Yeah, I, especially being as fair-skinned as I am because I don't like to leave my house. Um, I have to wear SPF like 90 
still like it. No, Other than that, I get sunscreen. so burnt. That's sunscreen, not tanning lotion. Isn't it the same thing? No, tanning lotion gets you tan. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I guess you could you could wear it outside as well. I guess. I just always thought people wore it like in the tanning bed things. But this is also a very much like, what are you doing, stepbrother? Because like, okay, he walks into the bathroom. Well, he knocks a few times. He knows his sister's taking a shower. He yes. can clearly hear the shower going. In his defense, their bathroom is so huge because they're rich. It could very well be like six rooms. So he might think he won't see her. That's true. Like, he could, if he wanted to, just real quick grab the tanning lotion and leave. Yes. But he has to walk... Well, he walks over, and it's one of those, like, clear see-through shower doors. Yes. And he sees, like, her that her backside and her front side are both on the same side. Like, she's twisted around, and she's yes. just scrubbing herself. Yeah, and one, he shouldn't be looking that hard that he notice. Because we don't notice until the camera holds on it. Right. So, and this, weird. and at this point, he still thinks that this is his real sister. Yes. So the fact that he walks over and opens the door is like, what the fuck? I, 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 what are you doing? Yeah, there's no real good explanation for it. Where he, where she does the 100% like, what are you doing, step bro? Get out of here thing. Like, I just have to keep making that joke the entire time. Because that's what seems like what this movie is. Yeah, it's definitely a lot of it. But uh, we should mention she is on normal when the door opens. Yeah, she, she's twisted back around. So I guess, like, they're really quick to get back to normal. Yeah, like, whoop, and they're back. It's like Gumby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's the end of that. So Billy and Shauna, his girlfriend we mentioned earlier, who's a cheerleader at the beach. What is this? Why are they attacked by random children with sun lotion? What is going on here? Oh yeah, the, yeah. They get attacked, and they're like shooting them with like a fake gun, and they're like squirting suntan lotion all over like him and Pie in the Sky Girl. I don't think this has anything to do with any of the rest of the movie. Am I correct? No. Well, it basically just sets up for them to have a reason, I guess, to go near that one guy to ask him to go to the party. Yeah, it, it's so weird. Like these kids, like when you first see them, it's hilarious too because it's right out of camera frame. You see them army crawling towards them and everything. Yeah. Yeah, like, right beside them, where, like, they easily saw that they're like, you're one foot away from me. You're touching the blanket that I'm on. Yes. <laughs> but, but yeah, then, that... Yeah, he catches up, like, he kind of catches up with him, and he, like, he's about to grab the sunscreen, but then this girl in a bikini picks it up and, like, squirts him in the face and laughs. Same girl from earlier with the skirt. Okay. That's so the same girl who pops up quite a bit throughout this oh is that the one that kind of saves them at the yes. end yes okay yeah. that it's makes all sense. the same girl yeah okay and a very large strange woman who is her mother yeah which i love that character is like that's the comic relief of this movie is her where she just eats hair and her makeup is just smeared look this movie i'll get to it more at the end kind of when we wrap up and talk about it but i gotta say it has a lot of what the fuck that is never explained yeah because i don't know is that mom part of society or is she just like a grunt that they keep around to do the dirty work or but she doesn't seem to be on their side either no it's but just her like, daughter it's like she... kind of is it's weird is she was she part of society but she went like way too far with it maybe and it gave her brain damage i have no idea oh nice <laughs> nice call back to an old episode 
Yes, Aylmer, A Y L M E R. But yeah, so that's like the girl who keeps like kind of haunting him. He's got the major hots for her. Yeah, can talk like a kid from the nineties. <laughs> yes. Shauna wants, by the way, Billy to get invited to this party with a bunch of the other rich people and everything. So I guess it's a big deal, and she really wants him to get invited, right? Which I never got that thing, and especially like in high school or whatnot, it's like getting invited to the like popular person's party, but like the popular person doesn't like you. It's like, I don't want to go hang out with you. I'd rather sit at home alone. Yeah, exactly. And there's so many people that just show up. Oh, yeah. It basically looks like it's an open party. Yeah. So just show up. Say you're with someone else there. Where I love, and it's extremely awkward, and it's that thing that I hated in high school, and it took me back to that of like, hey, do you know anything going on this weekend? And like the fucking jock bully guy is like, oh, oh, nothing that I know of, but I'll send you a telegram if I uh, know anything. Yeah, so he fails to score the invite. Yeah, and he like walks away defeated, and it's like, why do you want to hang out? I guess he's trying to be like rich, like like how his upbringing is supposed to be leading him but he's the rebel yeah he's trying his best and his girlfriend wanted him to yeah true which i'd know like if my wife wanted me to do something i'd be like okay honey i'll go ask i've done it many times <laughs> yes uh, excuse me we ordered extra ketchup it's not in here i'm not mad but yes all those yeah exactly yeah <laughs> Um, then we have the return of Blanchard, who finds Billy and tells him to come with him. One creepy guy who is hiding in my sister's closet. I will not be going with you, but Billy does for some reason. No, he's like, come with me under the pier. I have a videotape to sh- like have you listen to. <laughs> yeah, so he has bugged Billy's family, like put tiny microphones and everything, and plays him the tape, which has, at the time weird sex cult stuff but it's like a shunting going on which we'll later find out but like audio of one well it's very much like hi mom and dad i'm your daughter would you like to have sex now yes daughter i would love that would you like that mom yes i would love to have sex with our daughter father Yeah, because one, we don't really know their voices well enough yet, so they no. have to be very explicit about whose voices we're hearing, but it does get very much like that. Yeah, but it's not that terrible, but at one point I'm like, okay, we get what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> of oh, course, what? like... Oh no, where are you sticking your fist, father? <laughs> <laughs> Why is it in ten pieces? Yeah, and there's eyeballs on your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... He, of course, now is, okay, what the fuck? Uh, he takes the tape to his therapist and plays it, like, like you have to listen, you have to listen to it. The therapist finally says he can't listen now, but he'll talk to him later. That's pretty much all well, that. Is this, um, did that happen after we find out that the guy that was, like, creeping on his sister and, like, gave him the tape was killed in the car accident, quote-unquote? That's a little after this, because okay. he took the tape to the oh, professor, that- so that's how they know, oh, shit, this Blanchard guy went to kill him. That's right. He takes it to like his therapist or whatever, and then he calls him, and like the guy's on his way there with the tape and gets because yeah, he wants another copy of it. Because he talks to the therapist again the next day when he does listen to it, and he plays him this very normal, not at all creepy or weird tape. Yeah, so they're, clearly, they're like playing Boggle. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, you didn't even enjoy my. He clearly doctored the tape pun, right? Because <laughs> he's a doctor. Oh, nice. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I'm walking away in defeat. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so 
Also, Billy and Shauna break up at school the next day because he couldn't get an invite. That is a very shallow breakup reason, reason even for horror movies. Yeah, very. Yeah, it's like I want you like this guy that clearly doesn't like us whatsoever. Like you didn't get us an invite to his party, so yeah, well, I'm done with you. It's like okay, well, who are you again? <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah, then we get the whole the doctor changed the tape. He calls Blanchard for another copy. They're gonna meet, and when he's on the way to meet him. He comes across a car crash, which is obviously Blanchard's car. He's dead. Right. He's rummaging through a crime scene, which, one, that cop is very accurate to be like, hey, don't do that. Yeah, like, don't touch anything. (laughs) Yeah, the tape recorder's missing the tape. That's all that's important there. Right. Which, again, like, playing on, I'm not saying real or fake, but however, it's like all rich people have people, like, killed, like, driving and stuff like that who have any dirt on them and things like that. Oh, it's 100% playing into that, like, kind of conspiracy theory thing of, like, the top 1% of, like, the rich people in the world, like, control everything. Yeah, that's exactly what this is playing into. You're 100% right. Yeah. <laughs> he gets home, and he he gets a telegram with the party <laughs> invite. Yeah. I'm not going to any party that invites me by telegram, for one. As soon as I hear telegram, I think of the singing telegram from the Clue movie that gets killed immediately. Hello, I'm the singing telegram at the door, (laughs) and she gets shot. I forgot all about that. (laughs) Also, is, am I correct? Isn't this like, he's talking to the parents about like, and his sister about Blanchard's death. They're just excited he got a telegram with an invite, but aren't they kind of all being creepy already? Yeah, is this the scene where they're all like almost laying in the bed, or is that later? I think, if I'm recalling correct, that's right about here, yeah. Yeah, where, they, where they're all being very creepy and touchy with each other, and they're, like, wearing very skimpy clothes for, like, being around family. Yeah, and the, the sister's just unfazed that her ex just died in a crash. Yeah, where she's, like, um, she's more excited that she that he got invited to the party than that, like, worried or sad that her like ex that she just broke up with died in a car accident because he's like are what are you gonna wear and he's like what to the funeral and she's like no silly to the party yeah it's at this point how we said earlier we don't know what's going on we know it's the family is nuts yeah, and especially like in it, very, like uh, the mom, dad, and daughter are like all blonde, blonde-headed, and Billy has like dark brown hair and whatnot. Like it keeps, it's very much alluding to Billy is not actually part of this family. Yeah, or at least he's the black sheep if he is one hundred. Oh, one hundred. Yeah, he's the punk rocker of. He's the Sid Vicious of this family. <laughs> I don't get like murder Nancy vibes from him, but no, but you know he's the punk rocker of this family. Yeah. Um, anyway, cut to the party. Um, he's there, and he ends up dancing with the, until now, mystery girl from before. Uh, Carissa is her name. Yes. And, by the way, Milo straight up cock blocks him. Uh, I, I'm, well, uh, what's he do? <laughs> uh, he's dancing with the girl and everything, and Milo just comes up and starts talking to him about Blanchard in the middle of it. <laughs> he's like, man, get away from me. I'm trying to do something here. Yeah, it's Cockbox Basketball Blanchard, and as like he interrupts and everything, Carissa goes into the big tent. I, are they having a circus? What is this big tent? It's your house party. Or is that just like a like side shunting that's going on? It's like the VIP lounge, if you notice. It's like yeah. all the uber rich kids. 
Well, it's very much of like the, oh, I'm going on to Yale. And oh, yes, I just got this new partner at the law firm. As they like <laughs> sip like they're like brandy and they smoking these giant cigars and whatnot. <laughs> People will laugh like, oh, 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 like that style. Oh, how brilliant. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, so he follows her in and he gets like into it with the big guy who they don't like anyway. And Ferguson's his name. Like, what again? Why are you even here? One, you're not even with the girlfriend who wanted you to come here so bad anymore. Right. But he gets in his face and starts yelling about Blanchard and what really happened at that party. And he, the Ferguson guy goes, Everyone fucked your sister. And then I ran Blanchard into a pole and they <laughs> throw him into a pool. Yeah, I love his his phrasing of it is like, I fucked your sister, and then everyone got so turned on, they all fucked her too. I mean, I don't know exactly the rules of a shunting and a coming out party shunting, so did that happen, or is he just pissing him off? I don't know. No, I'm guessing that happened, and he's just so cocky and arrogant and whatnot that he's like, I'm gonna brag about this to this guy. Because it's gonna go piss him off so bad. He's still not going to, no one's going to believe him, and anyone he would tell is in on it. Right, because all is because I don't know how many times you heard in like high school, like people would kind of say stuff similar to that all the time of "Oh, I fucked your girlfriend," or "Oh, I fucked your mom," or you know. Yeah, exactly. So he probably wouldn't think anything of it. He gets thrown in the pool, and he gets up, and I said it wrong earlier. It's Clarissa C L shows up, and they start talking and everything, and they end up back at her house. Oh, is this the um? sex scene where like she ends up backwards (laughs) very much so yeah they're they have sex and then like you see like he's kind of sweaty but she's getting like extreme like she basically had a bucket of water dumped on her and he like kind of like well her arm like reaches like behind her like her left arm reaches all the way around in this very unnatural way and he gets freaked out and this is kind of when you start to see where, like, I guess when these creatures get, like, really turned on or whatever, they get very just slippery and, like, like ropey. Uh, yeah, like, and slimy, or, like, well, they're almost, almost slug-like, because even, like, at a certain part in this movie, they're, like, picking slugs out of the garden. So it's, like, they're very slug-like, where they're, like, goopy and just, like, yeah. And, you know, at the party later, there's someone walking around with an hors d'oeuvres tray and has slugs on it. Or, did you notice when that one guy gets pulled inside out, there's slugs inside of him? No, I didn't catch that. Yeah, there's like hundreds of thousands of slugs in him. Ew, slug people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like you said, he looks up and she's all sweaty and in the weird twisted position. And then as soon as he sets up, she's fine again, which, like, it goes back to when he, like, looked in on his, like, stepsister or whatever, what he thinks is his real sister. And it's like, they're immediately snapped back to normal. And she's like, what's wrong? And he's like, you were just in a weird position. And she's like, oh, you silly. Yeah. Um, We smash cut to Shauna, his now ex-girlfriend, and her friend are staking out the house. Never comes up again. It's not like a a thing where they ever barge in or anything. But, yeah, they're staking out the house and she's pissed about it. Yeah, they have nothing better to do. They're just like, oh, what do you want to do Friday night? I have the, my favorite line of the movie right here. Okay. Almost went to butthead later, but this one popped it. After they have the sex and the weird position and all that stuff. They're there, 
he's drying off and she's like, how do you want your tea? Cream, sugar, or do you want me to pee in it? And he's just like, was, was he's like, you're one in a million. Or he says like something like that, just like thrown it away. But it's like, oh my God. Yeah, that's a line that, okay, you know what you're in for right there. Well, it also leads back to like, have you ever heard the rumor that Jack Nicholson, like this is 100% a rumor. I'm not saying this is true, but that Jack Nicholson will have girls stand on top of glass tables while he's under them and poop onto the glass table. I mean, that's the glass table thing. I never knew Jack Nicholson was into it. No, that's the one I heard of. It's like Jack Nicholson does that sometimes or he like he did it a couple times. (laughs) Again, rumor. Don't sue us. 100% rumor. I love Jack Nicholson. I hope to be him one day on a yacht eating sandwiches. I hope to be him losing my mind in a cabin with no one around in a resort with (laughs) nobody around and just typing the same sentence over and over. But that is neither here nor there. I don't know how we got here. Oh, cream, sugar, or pee in it. That's yeah, pee and poop. Yes. Jack um, Nicholson, pee and poop. It makes sense. So Clarissa's mom shows up, and she is the large smeared makeup woman we talked about earlier. And Billy's kind of freaked out because, like, oh shit, her mom just walked in after this. But she doesn't seem to care. He's like, uh, hi, Mrs. I don't remember the last no, time. Sorry. Um, it's nice to meet you. And she, <laughs> she, she is holding hair when she shows up. She pukes up more hair and then gives it to Billy as his hand is out. Yeah, she has a hairball. Like she's a cat. <laughs> like yes. she's like, <laughs> like um. The next day, or at least another day, Billy finds the blow up doll and a Ken doll labeled Clarissa and Billy. This is the second time he's found like a doll in his jeep, though. Yeah, and it's almost alluding to what's to come. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, this is the weird mom, dad are all in their underwear, and dad's massaging oh. the sister, yeah. Yeah, they're all on the bed together. Mom and dad's in his, like, underwear with his robe, like, open. The sister's laying there with her, like, the robe isn't open, but, like, the, like, string isn't tied. So it's, like, almost open. And the mom's sitting there with her boobs, like, 100% just hanging out. Yeah, and it's... It's going on. It's kind of, you need to start acting better of part of society. And this is where we get your fuck you, butthead to dad. Yeah. And which Billy is he's moving out, which is my favorite part of the movie later on. It's a great callback to this part. I got to say, if it wasn't for the part later on, this line would be terrible because fuck you, asshole. I could see or screw you, butthead. I could see. Right. You're either going rated R or PG 13. Yeah, you don't say fuck you, you bad guy. Exactly. He he comes in all hot and then ends really timid. No, you go one or the other. Right. But exactly. it does pay off later. Yeah, uh, it, it's such the the greatest makeup effect ever. Oh, it's amazing and Which, terrifying. Even if you've never seen Society, you might have seen this clip. Or at least a picture. I've seen because, that picture forever. Oh yeah, I remember seeing that picture before knowing what even what the movie was i'm like what the fuck is that from (laughs) we cut to blanchard's funeral and milo touches his face and it's fake and his finger just kind of goes through and it's kind of creepy yeah and i they're like they kind of try to wave it off as like oh i guess his face was like really fucked up during the accident (laughs) which can happen so okay i guess so yeah Um, 
But right after that, Martin, the debate rich kid, tells Billy to meet him at night for info about your family, about Blanchard, about everything. Yeah, and it's another one of those things of like, anytime Billy has anyone come up to him, he goes, I have information, come meet me at, he should be like, no, 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 we're not meeting there, because they already know. <laughs> yes, no, you can tell me right now. No more yeah, of this. Tell me now. Yeah, what's um, what's the what's the wait? Like, just like we we have an hour and a half here to get this movie done. Tell me now. <laughs> yes. Look, this whole next like probably 15, 20 minutes confuses the hell out of me. And it's weird and kind of convoluted and nothing's really explained well. So I'm just going to run through it. You stop yeah. me if you want to stop. OK, I, I know what you're talking about. But yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> OK, so yeah, Billy goes to meet Milo. I mean, goes to meet Martin. Milo secretly follows Billy without Billy knowing. Parks at the top. Uh, Billy goes down. Milo's dead in the back of a truck. I mean, in the back of his vehicle. Um, runs through the woods. And it's apparently right outside Clarissa's house, so these woods. Because him and Clarissa get the police. They go to the car. There's no dead Martin in the back. It's very confusing. Right. No one knows what's going on. Everyone's watching everyone and involved somehow. The, yeah, and the cop is very mad about that they wasted their time. That's it. It's it's very weird how they're like Billy's like there's he keeps talking about blood and whatnot and then they find like a red like scarf and I guess that's how they're trying to like explain away that he saw blood and it's like no I know the difference between a piece of fabric and a liquid <laughs> yeah it's pretty clear him and Flores asleep in his jeep just outside that night it's weird yeah at school Billy tries to tell Jenny the truth right before the debate. And he gets up on the debate stage, and I, I hate movies when they give me secondhand cringe, when you do something so embarrassing in front of a bunch of people. I know it's a movie, but if it makes me go like, oh no, that's embarrassing for you, fict fictitious, uh, fictitious person, and it makes me cringe, I don't like it. No, me neither, it, it, because it always reminds you of a time, even if it has nothing to do with what's going on in the movie, that you felt like that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Because he gets up at the debate and tells everyone, like, Martin's not here. You know him. Perfect attendance. He's not here because he's dead. He strolls out with, like, this giant smirk on his face, like, did someone say my name? <laughs> yeah, he he's so like, oh, there's my grand entrance. Which, at the very beginning, like, the, during the first debate, he seemed like the most stuck-up, like no one likes him kind of person during this debate he's like cracking everyone up he's telling jokes he's strolling out like in perfect timing yeah now as much see things like that bother me with this one a little bit i gotta lie like i i like this movie a lot mm -hmm. none of this is a dislike but there's a lot of like this shit doesn't make sense oh yeah especially during this time like, yeah. right before the shunting, it's almost like they were like, we got to fill like 10 to 15 more minutes of this movie before the shunting part. What do we do? I don't yeah. know. Let's. What scenes do we have left? Let's make these make sense. <laughs> Pretty much Blanchard's funeral until the shunting is a giant clusterfuck of what? Yeah, you're just, I, I'm honest, and watching this movie more than once, I, at this part, you're just waiting for that shunting. Like, you're, like, you're sweating yourself and starting to get a little bit gooey. Like, if you've seen it. If not, you have no idea. Exactly. But you know you're going to get the reveal of whatever's going on. But And th if this is the first time that you've ever seen it, you just, like, goo so great that it's just... I hope you guys didn't listen to this one first. I hope you watch <laughs> this one first. <laughs> They're not all like this, but some of them are like this. No, I don't mean our episode. I mean, oh. like, before the movie. Like, oh, okay. 
Because, I mean, obviously we spoiled it, because if you yeah. listen to it, we're going to spoil it. But I hope this is one of those ones that you guys watched first, because it doesn't do it justice, us explaining it. Oh, there's no way, like, Screaming Mad George, I believe, is who did the special effects for this movie, especially the shunting. And he did such an amazing job. Like, I legitimately don't know how they pulled some of it off. It's really good. Oh, no, like, it, it must have taken so many hours to get everything set up and just right, because at certain shots, it's, like, such a wide shot, and it's showing so much going on, and so much is moving, that it's, And all like, of it's seamless. You don't see, like, separate pieces, really. It looks like it's one giant connected piece. Oh, it definitely is. Like, I have, I would love to see, like, a document, and there might even be, but a documentary about, like, the behind the scenes of, like, just how that scene was shot. <laughs> yeah. But like back to this, like Billy runs out after the whole Martin showing up thing. And Milo tells him he's the one who's been putting stuff in Billy's car and locker messing with him. Doesn't make sense. Why? And it never comes up again. I didn't think you'd take it this hard. This makes me think Milo's in on it at this point. Yeah, because I was thinking like, because especially seeing the movie, like all the way through and seeing it again, you see like, the guy like the doll is stuck in like the blow up doll's mouth and whatnot and that's like alluding to what happens later but later on you find out that he's a good guy and like helped save him yeah but anyway like billy gets home after that and his family drugs him with the doctor they put him in an ambulance and take him away milo follows it asshole milo parks in the wheelchair accessible spot not cool milo you don't have a wheelchair no, just park one spot over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want to be a dick. I get it. You're yeah. in a hurry. But he goes in and the receptionist says there's no Bill Whitney here. His name's probably William, you dumbass Milo. Use his real name. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, he almost uses a nickname for him. Like, do you have Slick Jimmy here? Like, yeah. is Brett from Dimension Z here? <laughs> they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, God. Get the jacket. <laughs> we another Dimension Z. <laughs> Throw him in the room with the other one. And then we just sit in a room and podcast forever just to each that's, other. That's what we always do. Is that what um, we're doing now or is this real? Oh, that's for you to figure I out. Pinch myself? Ow. No, don't, okay, don't I, I, I felt that. It's real. But he sees who he thinks is Billy covered up like with, you know, a dead body. Like how they'll cover him up. But he's stopped by a nurse. Um, the nurse tells Milo that he has to go to the morgue when he gives the name. Milo goes back out, and Billy's Jeep is back in the parking lot. Also in a wheelchair-accessible spot, whoever parked the Jeep is also an asshole. Everyone in here is jerks. It's society. They can do whatever they want. They're the rich. You know what I honestly think it is? Because I don't think it's really a commentary. If it was just the rich people doing it, I'd think it was done on purpose. Because, like, how, oh, rules don't apply to us. Yeah. I think it's they only could shoot this one side of the parking lot just because the way they probably had everything set up on the other side. And those were the only spots there. Oh, yeah, and they're definitely not, like, thinking that, like, one day in 2021, two guys in their, like, late 20s are going to be, like, dissecting this movie, like, scene by scene. But here we are. But here um, we so, are. But that's what I think it is, because if it was just, like, whoever dropped the Jeep off, I'd think that was done on purpose. But other, I think it's honestly just, like, a shooting thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, so, Billy wakes up in the hospital. What the hell? Because he gets all super cocky for a little bit here. Yeah, I have no idea where he get. I'm the only thing that I can guess is that he had like a slight mental break for a little bit where he just like went, huh, everything's just so fucked up. I don't care. And he just started like laughing it off, just like not knowing what to do. 
Yeah, it's weird. He gets in the Jeep and drives away. He goes to Clarissa's house, and then he chokes and slaps her? What the fuck? Well, and then, like, yeah, he's like, you're into this, aren't you? He like At this point, I think he still thinks that it's just all like a kinky sex orgy type thing. I don't know. I think he just lost his mind, but then he gets it back later. He he grabs her like Felissa Rose grabbed you at the drive-in. Oh, yeah. We'll have a bonus episode coming out next week sometime if you guys want to hear about our our little adventure, which you'll hear about the whole Felissa Rose story. She's awesome, by the way. Oh, yeah. But it says he's going home because it's time to party hardy. Okay. So, okay. It's a, so corny. Yes. Um so milo's still trailing him milo's kind of a stalker friend i don't know if he's a good friend or weird haven't figured it out yet Um, it's not like you really see them hang out much it's just usually one of them following the other one yeah but and clarissa's mom is randomly in the back of milo's car and grabs his hair but he's like no and she goes with him yeah i love her whole like thing is that like because even later on like i think the daughter like uses her as a, as a distra- uh, distraction she's like hair and like the mom goes after some guy's hair like it's just yeah, really like she's funny. some big lumbering monster i don't know it's like tor johnson but like his sister that's pretty good actually i could see like yeah this is like the ghoul from plan nine sister <laughs> okay. But, yeah, she, okay she was just off screen she's like i miss brother <laughs> Me brother eat ham together. Now I just eat ham myself. Sad hair. <laughs> <laughs> so that ends our whole twenty-minute clusterfuck of crap. We need to pad this runtime. Right. We were like, okay, we know what we're trying to get to, and we're here. <laughs> Billy goes home. Here we are. We're back, like into the parts of the movie we like, and he's ambushed by the. I guess we'll call them the society. Yeah, all the society, like, the judge is there, the therapist is there, like, all the jockey kids from high school, like, the rich preppy kids are there. Um, His mom, dad, and sister are all there. Yeah, and his doctor's, like, game show host here. He's putting on the show for everyone. I was like, there's no business like show business! Well, you have to think, he's been hearing Billy talk about his feelings and whatnot for who knows how long. He must be chomping at the bit more than anyone to be like, I just want to, like suck on this motherfucker yeah you're right i want to stick my fingers inside of him and not just like inside of his holes just like inside of his skin yeah like get into the pores of his skin and attach it's fucking weird like Um, i want to make him jello so he learns his parents aren't his real parents and they're not aliens either he asked that important question yeah which um is a very good thing i'm glad they address that because of course immediately i'm thinking oh they're aliens but i love I love that thing in movies when they do like, no, we're not aliens. We've been here like as long as you have, or like we've been here longer than you have. Yeah. It's what we always say. And this is a good example. Sometimes one line of dialogue is all it takes and it gets rid of any dumb questions and helps it along. Okay. They're not aliens. They're just a different thing. That's been here as long as us. Because you know, if they didn't put that line in there, everyone would go, Oh, they're aliens and just write it off as an alien movie. Exactly. Milo and Clarissa's mom, while this is all going on, show up and they see Clarissa arrive because she's part of it, but not into it. I don't get it. Um, yeah, she like she loves Billy, kind of, and wants to save him, kind of. Yeah, 
even though she was creepy earlier, but maybe she just couldn't help it because she got so turned on that she became Gumby. I don't know. Yeah, hot Gumby. Okay. Um, uh, And then ambulance also arrives. They see with someone else collared and hooded, so we don't know who it is. It's Blanchard. We find out in a minute. It's Blanchard. Which Um, he is like so like he's the most scared like i've ever like one of the most scared actors i've ever seen in a movie like doing this kind of thing where he's just like perfect he's great he he sells it so well we're at no point am i taken out of it by his performance which could have easily happened because it's so over the top because it has to be and they start the shunting with Blanchard. So Which I love they even announce it like, let the shunting begin. Well, yeah, because else, what would we be calling it? Weird blob fusion sucking? Well, that's it's another one of those little parts of the movie they put in there where if you've seen this multiple times, at this part you go like, fuck yeah! Do you want to try to do your best to explain what a shunting is? Um, A shunting is an extreme sex orgy. Where everyone starts having sex with each other, but the more they get turned on, the more they turn into jello and morph into each other, which is like the most extreme sex you can have. I'll take it. I I can't say you're wrong. And also they need a sacrifice in the middle, which I'm guessing helps them maybe stay young. I'm guessing at that. But you think they'd have to get something out of it. Like they're like sucking on them and like eating them and whatnot. I don't know if it helps them stay young because a lot of them look pretty old. Well, yeah, but who knows how old they actually are. They could be thousands of years. And this is all speculation. But they could oh, you be think when they say old. we've been here longer than you, they mean like me personally or well, their species? I thought they meant like their type. I don't know. Well, that's, that's a good point. Like you, legit. That's I didn't consider that. The way I took it, watching it is our kind has been here longer than your kind. But he could mean we as individuals, like me. I have been here for thousands of years. I don't know. And maybe they have been there for generations, but their generations last longer than ours do. So maybe he is thousands of years old, but there were ones before him as well. This okay. is a part of the movie where I'm kind of glad they left it up to your like thoughts, because you can run with your mind after the movie going like, is are do they last as long as we do? Do they feed off of us? Is this just a sex thing and it has nothing to do with food and living forever? Like... Yeah, it's this is a part like you said. There's ones that I wanted to explain, and there's ones that like it doesn't hurt to leave it open ended. Yeah, they did very good in this movie with like doing like the balance between explaining things that should be and not explaining things that don't need to be. Yeah, you're right. Okay, I don't know how I'm gonna um, do this, so I'm just gonna say what I need to say. The, the judge says, and now we'll get to the bottom of this. Yeah, and puppets blanchard and if you don't know what i mean by puppets (laughs) um he puts his now very stretchy long bendy hand up his ass and through his mouth yeah he completely railroads him all the way through yeah and at this point leah he's dead at this point i i assume so i hope so because you notice the people having the shunting done to them don't really bleed either they start stretching and discombobulating and stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's like they become the other people type of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think it's vampire style. So I don't think you do. I think you die. But yeah, like your body goes that way. Yeah, it's like the other people absorb 
the like sacrifice person it seems yeah yeah and Billy's watching all this, by the way, with, like, collared and watching it. Oh, yeah, he and... has a doll collar on, and he's being held down and being told, like, oh, yeah, watch this, by, like, the school bully. <laughs> yes, and Clarissa sets him free and says, run, Billy, I love you. Yay! He, he makes it, like, three steps and is caught again. No, he gets away for a little bit, because the doctor's chasing him, well, he goes... Well, yeah, at first Billy runs for the front door, and then he stopped, and that's when he runs upstairs. Yeah, and the doctor, with the best pun, let me give you a hand, and morphs yeah. into a hand. Which, how great of a special effect is that? That hand is a head? Oh, yeah, it looks good, too. It looks so good. Did you ever watch Spy Kids when you were a kid? Yes. Oh, the they thumb thumb? The... Yeah, that's what they remind me of. Yes, yes. What are they called? The Thumb Thumbs, I think. Oh, I don't know, but you know what I mean, the thumb people, yeah. Yeah, the thumb, like, minions. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. what it reminds me of. Um, Billy goes, runs into his mom's room, and his mom and Jenny and his dad are all in there. Yeah, and mom and daughter have morphed together, but for some reason, daughter has, like, man hands. I guess maybe dad morphed into them and then went away. I think away. they're all morphed together and separated. Like, it's weird. Yeah, because they're kind of under blankets as well. Yeah. Well, no, because like, at some point, uh, mom-daughter stand up and they're doing, like, a handstand type thing. Yeah, it's it's weird. I don't know how to describe without you guys honestly seeing it. Yeah, think but of a handstand. we will describe the next one. Uh, think of a handstand and, um, but instead of, like, where a vagina should be, there's a daughter's head. And then mom is on top. And okay. then that's as good as we're gonna get. Next is my favorite scene and my favorite callback, where dad shimmies out from under a blanket, and his his face is now between his ass cheeks, and his legs yeah. are sticking out, and he goes, "Huh, I guess I am a butthead," and he laughs. It, it's I don't know how to describe what my reaction was to watching this for the first time, Brett. But I know I was like, I, I think I stopped. I'm like, what did I see? And I felt so weird for rewinding. I'm like, I need to get yeah. a better look at this. Well, because I remember the first time I saw this was during Joe Bob's, like that Friday night when it was live. So there was no rewinding. And at this point, I'm several drinks in because I believe this was movie number two that night. It's not movie number one where you're kind of still sober. No, at this point, I'm drunk. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I'm just dying laughing. <laughs> oh, it's it's incredible. Um, it, 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 it's a scene that will stick with you forever. <laughs> yeah, it's disturbing. And of course, Billy runs out. Um, we should mention Milo and Clarissa's mom have broken in at this point under the guise of a cop. Yeah, Milo is like dressed as a cop, but he still looks like a high school student. <laughs> Yes, he looks like a high school student wearing a baseball cap with a yeah, jacket. Right. Yeah, it's like a kid wearing his dad's uniform. Yeah. And the whole Billy gets back downstairs and he challenges Milo. I mean, not Milo, Ferguson, the bully to a fight. Right. Um, It starts going on. It's bad because like Ferguson seems like when he's in creature form, he's almost like invincible. Well, it's like, yeah, they're almost have like, well, it almost seems like they're all amped up. Maybe is, is what it is. Like he's all horned up and whatnot. So his adrenaline's going. Yeah. He's like, I went inside of you. It's weird. But during this too, 
Ferguson punches Clarissa and Clarissa's mom attacks him. Yeah, well, I think at this point is when she, like, uh, Clarissa is like, uh, sick the hair. Or she says something about, like, get the hair, mom. And well, she, she goes, says, mom, hair, I think, or something like that. Yeah, and the mom goes after the hair, which is her character. <laughs> For reasons we don't know. Which is amazing. <laughs> uh, but anyway, they start shunting Billy. And... In the strangest turn of events oh, in this so movie, good. which is really saying something for this movie, Billy shunts him back. Yeah, he's like, oh, you're not going to fist me. I'm going to fist you. And turns the tables 100% in the best way. So, do you think Billy, even though he was adopted, was also one of them and they just never realized it? No, I don't think so. Because you don't see him become, like, super... Did, he, uh, did his arm get stretchy? No, I think because you see it, like, shoving up through him. Like, you see the arm keep moving. If his elbow stayed, like, at the same spot and the arm kept going, I would understand, like, okay, he's stretching. But you see his elbow moving up through the guy's anus through towards his mouth. Okay, that makes more sense. So, his, so he can pop his eyeballs out, grab his eyeball sockets and his mouth hole, and rip his fucking head through his asshole. <laughs> I guess because he's really squishy, because he's in shunting form? Well, yeah, because he's so horned up, so he's like jello, so it's like super easy to do. Yeah, um, but then he shunts him back and kills him. Uh, he punches his dad, and Billy, Milo, and Clarissa leave in the jeep. The end. <laughs> Everything's... Well, and then they uh, what the uh, one judge or whatever, senator... Is like, well, I guess we're gonna need someone new in Congress this year. <laughs> As they like light another cigar and start sipping champagne again. Him smoking the cigar is disgusting because he's all slimy and everything. Well, yeah, that's where the senator was like this. Uh, it's like senator or the judge or whatever is talking to like the other senator or judge or whatever, and they're like, oh, well, I guess that one's dead. We'll need a new. Uh, person for congress this year ho 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 as they're like munching on cigars and like drinking champagne and like they, they don't care whatsoever that even one of their own died <laughs> yeah and i guess that you wouldn't care that people got away because who the fuck are they going to tell that would believe them oh yeah oh uh these all these rich billionaires and like senators and judges and whatnot yeah they all create one giant slug like and fuck each other no matter if they're related how old they are what they look like like a old ass judge that's like super creepy might fuck like an 18 year old <laughs> yeah like so they're fine they're like even if they have everything no one's going to believe it right so i guess they're safe i don't know there was never a society too no, oh, that would have been interesting if it like became like Basket Case, where it's like Basket Case two and three, where like the um, jo where the entire series just goes off the rails, where like all of a sudden it's like there's a group of them and they're all on a bus, like that would have been so great. That actually would have been kind of cool, but I'm I'm okay with it ending on one. Yeah, so am I because uh, if you did a second one, you know they would just try to outdo the shunting of this one, and the shunting of this one is perfect enough. It was like Human Centipede. The big gross-out scene was the three people stitched together ass to mouth. Yeah. Then they made sequels, and fuck, we have to uh, top this. And it just got ridiculous. The, I like Human Centipede 2 more than 1, I think. I don't know. Um, but you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Oh, I get what over you mean. the top it. 
where like uh, the human centipede three like poster shows like a hundred people sewn ass to mouth together and you're like okay i get it you did it fucking seven years ago stop yes <laughs> you have more people good job well yo, yeah you're not going anywhere you're just like running in the same ditch <laughs> yeah so i guess that's the end um, of the movie right yeah that's the end of the movie um I rather enjoyed it. The last 15, 20 minutes really makes it worth it. Not saying that the first part of the movie isn't bad. And it builds up to that last part very well. But that last part is like the granddaddy of the movie. And granddaddy of gross out effects. Because I love these kind of effects because they still gross me out. Even I just watched this movie right before we did the podcast. And I'm still at this age going like, oh, that's so disgusting. Like when the guy sticks his fingers into what's his name's ass cheeks, not in his ass, yeah. in the cheeks. I'm like, oh, God. Or the birthmark scene. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, it's disgusting. Um, I love the first I, I love the third act. It's incredible. The yeah. first act is really fun and hooks you. The second act kind of plane crashes the second act is out of it yeah it's definitely the filler part of the movie but yeah. it's not it's and that's not terrible every some movies have fillers and they're still amazing and i would put this as one of those yeah so uh for those who don't know we do the kill count every week on throw yes. Horror, where we total all of our kills that we've seen in all of our movies um and we add them up Last week, we did Evil Dead 2, and we ended with a kill count of 312 total. Oh, Do you want to guess where we're at for society? Such a great movie. Evil. I, I'm still thinking about Evil Dead 2. I love that movie so much. It, it, oh, yeah. it, left, it left us at, what, what, 312? Mm, yeah, 312. Okay, cool. And society, Um. well, I think, I actually, I kind of cheated. I think this one has four, right? No! Oh, because oh, okay. Who are you counting? Well, no, I was just watching the uh, Joe Bob Briggs version, and I'm not 100 percent sure. I thought he said four, but I might have been wrong. Well, four, you'd be right, but two of them are fake. Oh, okay, true. So, because yeah, you see Blanchard died twice, but the first time he didn't die, and you see Martin die and get his throat slit, but he was that was fake. He's alive. Okay, so yeah, it's only two. It's oh, wow. Blanchard and the judge that he kills at the end. I mean, that makes sense because Joe Bob also double counts breasts. Like, no matter how many, if, like, the same pair of breasts is on screen, like, multiple times, because he has the breast count, he'll count as many times as you see it. So, yeah, it so, makes sense that he would do the same with the kill count. So, yeah, it was two kills, which brings our grand total to 314. Okay, nice. Well, um, every week, uh, Greg does his kill count, which I love, and I can't believe we're over 300. I'm so happy about that. Um, I do my rating system, which I do 1 through 10, but I don't like to do stars because that's boring. I like to do something from the movie. And I'm trying to think... Oh, I know. Gooey cigars. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Okay. That, because that cigar shows up so often, and that guy's obsessed with that cigar. And they're um, disgusting, like just the slime on it. One cigar is don't even buy it. If you see it on the rack at like the cigar shop, you're like, ew, like there's mold on it. Ten, uh, ten is like, oh my God, that 
uh, cigar is wrapped in the Constitution. <laughs> okay. <laughs> From that to that. Um, okay. These I'm are very different say, cigars. Uh, fuck. Because uh, it's hard. Six and a half. Six and a half? Cigar, I'm going to uh, go six and a half. It's so hard because I want to give it a seven, but that middle part kind of drags it down a little bit. Yeah. Um, I went five and a half, which still passed. It hit above okay. five. Um, yeah. Five and a half slimy cigars because that, that second act that just had nothing to do with anything and dragged and got confusing and just things that weren't wrapped up, but weren't necessarily left to be mysteries like the weird hair eating mom and things like that. And the ex-girlfriend spying on them that never got wrapped up. Just a lot of like writing things and stuff like that in it. But yeah, over I still enjoy this movie. I was excited and still am to talk about it. So yep, five and a half slimy cigars for me. I hundred percent agree because like I'm seeing here on Letterbox, it's showing at a hundred minutes, which it means it could have easily like gotten rid of most of what's in that middle part that neither one of us really like too much. And yeah. it would have still have been a full movie. And it would, I feel, been a better movie. It would have been a tighter movie. Yeah, sometimes it's not best. Like, as much as we love the deleted scenes, there's a reason they're cut. It's yeah, not exactly. because the scene's like, bad. It sometimes just works better for the movie without it. Like, that's what I was saying about, like, the Friday the 13th Part 2 deleted scenes. Like, it's cool to see them, but I understand why they were cut now that I see them. Yeah. It's not against the people in it or, oh, the scene's bad. Sometimes no. it just doesn't work with the movie. Exactly. All right. So next week, as we always tell you guys, we have the movie Vulgar, which is directed by Telm Steve Dave's very own Brian Johnson, comic book man or view of universe for you'll know him from one of those things. Yo-ho. Yes. And oh, yeah. uh, we have like a special little thing. I guess we can kind of drop it. Scott yeah. Schiaffo recorded a cool little thing with some stories about time on the set that we'll get to play for that next week. Scott's an awesome dude and did that really quick for us. So we appreciate that. Yeah, I've met Scott <clears throat> a couple of times in person and he's always been super friendly. Like I got I'll tell the story more like, of course, later uh, on next uh, week's episode. But I got him to sign my vulgar poster, and he was just always so super nice. And the fact that he did that for us, like, I couldn't be more appreciative. Yeah. So uh, I guess that wraps this one up, guys. Make sure you please listen to the other shows on the network. Please leave this show a five-star review. It really helps us out. And what else we got, Brett? Uh, follow us on Twitter at Throbbing Horror. Follow us on uh, Instagram and TikTok at Throbbing With Horror. Um, I tweet just randomly. Usually it's when I'm intoxicated. If you have anything else, man. No, that's it. All right. Well, uh, you guys enjoy your week. We'll be back next week with two episodes. And we hope we've left your brain throbbing with horror.